coming up on this episode of The Hive Life. I told her that we were going to have a big production shoot and we would be using our house. She said, okay. <laughs> Your voice creaked <laughs> on that one. It did creak. <laughs> I get emotional. Welcome to The Hive Life, where we pull back the curtain on Spherical Media, a company based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a team of former journalists that create beautiful, impactful stories that connect with your audience. Welcome to another edition of The Hive Life. Jared Latch, David Kernodal, Tim Baer with you. We're happy that you joined us as we get set for a topic that is based on creativity. And, and that's something that's interesting because we have a lot of requests all the time with our partners or prospective projects that are have just come in the door where they say, you know what, we want to get really creative with this project. But as we've seen over the years that there are some barriers to creativity, but that only be part of our discussion here. Uh, what we really want to touch on is, is sort of our process and how we infuse creativity into our projects and stories and a lot of how that starts is our partners, when we ask them to find us some videos that inspire them. Yeah, and that's always a good start for us, is they can lead us down the path, uh, the rabbit hole. Um, and then we also try to find things that inspire us, um, videos that have used a new technique, um, maybe shooting a different way, uh, maybe even using new gear. Uh, and we find that inspiration everywhere from what we're seeing on television to the videos that are given to us in our social feeds and also in YouTube. And we like to throw those ideas at our partners and see if any of those ideas stick and whether they mesh with the videos that they've also sent us or they've shown us that they really, really like. Um, and it usually gets the ball rolling and we usually start those conversations from there. And you talk about mesh you know, it has to make sense on the messaging side as well. So we could take all these ideas and put them in the bucket, but then looking at how we apply them comes down to messaging. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the message is, is the key importance when you're going into this process. I think what Dave and the production team do really well, uh, it's pretty cool. They started this a, maybe six months ago now. I don't know. Maybe it's less than that. I don't know. Anyway, you guys started doing those production summits. And these Friday afternoons where you'll get everybody together, um, talk through things that people are seeing out there, you know, what are some creative ways that we can push what we're doing and get better or get different um, and stop or always avoid being in a rut mm -hmm. and doing the same thing over and over again. And I think it's really produced results for our partners. And uh, it's a cool part of the process. And I think then the other piece that you took it to the next level was, okay, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to see who these really good filmmakers are or who these people are that are producing really top quality content out there. And I'm going to invite them in to talk to our team. And so you've done it a number of times. And I think it's really an awesome experience because, you know, we have a uh, understanding of video production and how we go about doing it. And we make assumptions on what we're seeing. So I can remember one example where we watched the, it was a video or uh, about a race in the woods. And um, I don't remember the name of the race, but anyway, we thought, you know, eight cameras at least. And you guys got the guy on the phone and you sat there and went through the process and he talked you through how it was. And it ended up being two cameras. And to think that they're doing a marathon in the woods, capturing beautiful footage while also staying on story, 
it was just such a monumental task and it, it, it gave you even more appreciation for what we had seen. So I think that those kind of uh, parts where you guys are really pushing the envelope and trying to find ways to do that, I think are, are awesome. I think that that's then also where you're trying to push our partners a little bit further sometimes than, than what they want to go. Uh, and that balancing act that you've got to play a little bit because you can't always go too far to one way or the other. You've got to play to, to who we're working with. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that a lot as, as where I maybe push the partner too much in one direction and it could frighten them off. There are negative implications of maybe going too far. So knowing that relationship with a partner and what they're comfortable with um, can really pay off if you continue to have a great relationship with them because if you can give them a little taste of, of something creative in a video, they'll come back and be like, all right, now what else can you do? And they're just <laughs> waiting to happen s- with Queens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be a great example. Definitely has. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a fun relationship. I mean, there's been some misses, uh, you know, in, in the creative, um, but we've all kind of circled back and talked about, you know, where we missed. And, um, and I think now, I mean, we're really seeing eye to eye with them. Uh, we've produced some really good content in the last probably year and a half now. Um, that's really been creative in some of our, uh, really good work that we like to show off, especially to other partners who are looking to get creative with their work as well. Now hearing from both you guys here early in this edition of the hive life about this creative thing there's a mix here of knowledge technology and skill i think with the team and you know getting some outside ideas and putting those three things together is is really how you move this ball forward yeah and i think also on top of that um the i don't want to say customer service but the idea you of, like, you I like love using customer you service. I used to tell you that you were in charge of customer service and you, <laughs> you would put like on that. your headset and just like start I'm, answering phone calls. Yeah, I feel like I'm answering <laughs> calls about direct TV. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the client relationship piece, I think, that is much better. a huge part of the success level that, uh, that you guys have in the production side. And I think it's important to that relationship thing that we always talk about, that you know, you can get a lot done. Uh, it's funny. We, I, I actually was almost thinking of the quote from uh, from Jay Cohen at Signature Consultants. He used to always say, "You can get a lot more done with friends than you can with enemies." I want to say something along those lines. I don't know. I'm butchering the quote. <laughs> that this is would, great. That would probably, I do this uh, regularly. You guys are getting an absolute <laughs> insight into what happens in the office. I mean, I think the quote is inaccurate, but the way you stated it is true. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> But anyway, the idea being that the relationship is the biggest thing that that comes to the table when we're working with partners and and trying to figure that out. And so for people that are out there not going to talk to us and not going to work with us, always think about that relationship and how close that relationship is and the ability that you can be honest and say, you know what, this is pushing me a little further than I'm comfortable with. Or you can be honest and say, guys, let's let's ramp it up a little bit. Let's get a little more crazy here. We know that almost in Every part of life, setting expectations is the key. So whether you learned that on the shoot with your wife, and when we used your house, I did and learn you didn't that. Set those <laughs> expectations, and I didn't make the mistake the second time. That was good. Which that was is good. good that I, you I learned, learned your lesson. It was a, a pretty significant shoot. Uh, I'll just elaborate on this now because we're in the story. <laughs> I told her that we were going to have a big production shoot, and we would be using our house. She said, okay. Your voice creaked on that one. It did creak. I get emotional. (laughs) But I told her about it, and I didn't do a good enough job of explaining that there would be a production truck, 
There would be several actors, wardrobe, makeup, lighting, and about 25 people in total <laughs> taking over the house <laughs> from about 7 in the morning till 7 at night. Yeah. So this last go-around, we had another production shoot, and it was over a two-day span, but she was perfectly fine because I gave her the proper expectations. <laughs> exactly. It was on you, not on JC. So oh, it was that, definitely let's get on that me. out there. Oh, I, I have taken that and, and owned it. So back to this creativity <laughs> Sorry. piece. Sorry, that was just a great in the side. Yeah. You made fun of me for the quotes. I figured I had to get something. Well, I wasn't making fun of you. They, they, it was true, just maybe spoken a little bit differently than originally intended. So back to creativity. We talk about uh, you know this trust factor. And, and that's really important. And that comes on a, a recurring basis after we've worked with a particular partner. We mentioned Queens already, but we had different scenarios where we've done it a few times. Later on, they step back and they say, hey, guys, we love the idea. Just run with it. Yeah, we've, we've, we've had that with uh, United Way recently where they just said, here's the story. We've got all the content. We're going to be there when you with you when you capture the interviews. Um, but what you do from there is on is on you. We expect it to work with other videos and existing content that's on their website, and um, they really gave us a lot of creative freedom to be able to just produce whatever we whatever we come up with. And, and I think that's worked out really well. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of partners out there who, as soon as you, they love the creative discussion. But once we go to the implementation of it and we're starting to really get into production, that's when they, that's when they get very cautious and, and very concerned about the direction we're going. Uh, and, and sometimes we revert back to just doing a standard production, standard testimonial with nothing really flashy or new or super creative from that. Well, implementing anything new, too, I, I look at the creativity pieces, adding subtleties that make you both nervous and excited before attempting to execute, but that nervous part can sometimes stop you from going forward. But I want to go back to the United Way piece, one of them, because you used an interesting vehicle within that piece. I remember one morning recently, Dave is asking me, where can I get an old TV? And I thought, well, this is good, because when Dave's thinking, it, it's, it's always exciting, and it's, it's a new wrinkle. But just talk about how you use this old TV, why you decided upon it, and how it made its way into the piece. So one of the stories that we were doing, we were having to reference the past in Charlotte. And we probably could find pictures and old uh, newsreels and things like that that would speak to that. Um, but I felt like these pieces, because the content of the interviews that we were capturing and the strength of the story... Uh, it it wouldn't do the story justice if we were just going to put it up like these old clips and old pictures and things like that and just put it up there as just regular video, maybe turn it black or white or something like that. I felt like it it would just devalue the entire piece altogether. And what we've done in in, in other really impactful stories, if we've, we've videoed pictures that we've printed and put those pictures in environments where it made sense. So... You know, you could take like an old picture of an old neighborhood and then set that picture up in the new neighborhood, in that same neighborhood that's been revitalized. That would make sense. But I'm the kind of person that when it, when I've done it once, uh, I, 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 I definitely am reluctant to doing it again. And I wanted to do something new. And I've seen that device being used in other productions. And this was one of those things where I, 
was like, ah, I think this would be a good application to it because we had more video clips that spoke to the past of those, those stories. And I just went out one morning, we were able to locate an old four by three TV. Thanks, uh, Jim Travers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were even thinking about doing, going to a pawn shop. It didn't matter if it worked or not. And, um, we just grabbed it and, and spent the entire morning putting it in places in Charlotte to where the video that's being played on it, when we put it in post-production, spoke to that location. Uh, and I think it worked out really good. It was a nice launching pad to that story. Dave says we, but it was Dave by himself, lugging a TV <laughs> around and then setting it up and then shooting. So let's not go we here on that one. That was Dave. And uh, pretty amazing because it was, yeah, it was one of those 95 degrees Charlotte days <laughs> that you just don't want to be outside and Dave knocked it out. No, it worked really well, and I think that's uh, something that happens, you know, every so often. You get an opportunity like that. It's not on every video that we get an opportunity to look and say, "Hey, what kind of wrinkle or or larger scale wrinkle can we put in place?" But we do look, Tim, for the different opportunities along the way. I would say on every piece, we're trying to say, "Okay, how can we do this a little bit differently?" It it's not always reinvention of the entire thing, but we're looking to do it a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, I think what Dave mentioned was, was true. It's, you know, we're looking for a device sometimes that can help expand upon the story that you're trying to tell. Um, our guys are really talented in finding a story. We always, um, really valued the fact that we could hit the ground and figure out the story once we're there. Now we're at the point, which is great in that we're working with our partners and we're figuring out that story before we're hitting the ground. And it's allowing us to be even more focused on um, hitting that out of the park. I think that if we get on the ground and there's a, you know, there's a tangent or a tidbit that really seems like something uh, to follow through on, the guys will do that. And, and that ends up sometimes being the main piece, or maybe it's your intro. It's that piece that pulls you in. Um, because it pulled them in while they were doing the interview. And, and that's the biggest thing that you've got to be able to do is when you're doing an interview, you've got to be able to listen. And people too often are going through a list of questions and just checking off a box. And I, I think that's one of the biggest uh, pieces to this. And then you find those devices that we were talking about, you know, the, the ways to use historical footage or historical uh, items or, or any of that kind of stuff. And so it is, it's different every time. It all depends on the story that we're trying to tell. But I think, um, but I think these kind of things can really add that little spice that really sort of drives it home. You know, another thing that is important on that front end is getting all the stakeholders in a room together. And there's a lot of scenarios where that matters, but we're going to try to present something a little bit different that's un that may be uncomfortable and they're not used to seeing it and it's they want the more traditional approach and then they see this video and they're like, whoa, what happened there? But if you could get them all in the same room because they might have some of the marketing folks that are all behind this idea... But then a few others who are important voices don't like it. That can get sort of interesting. So that's another big part of the puzzle when trying to, to get things going. I guess let's take it to uh, experience. You know, as a team overall, Dave, you've, you've been around now for five years, at least to the seven years when we, when we pivoted to all video. Wow. How have you <laughs> seen creativity or at least the opportunity to be more creative come around and in in probably recent memory it's it's ratcheted up i would think 
Yeah, I, I think when we were first, when I first joined, we were doing a lot of testimonial work. Um, and it was, it was pretty standard. I mean, we were following the story. We were doing what you were talking about, Tim, you know, pivoting when we felt like it was a good avenue to go down with an interview. Um, but I also think that the longer that we've had those relationships, the freer that our partners are to say, here's what we're trying to accomplish. Let's see if you can outdo yourself in the last one. Or, um, we'll come to the table with, you know, a bag of ideas and they're certainly more, more willing to to listen to that. Um, and I think that, that that's just trust because they know that what we produced for them in the past have been home runs for them and they feel really good about it. Um, and it's, it's nice to have those long-term relationships where they trust you. Um, because I think that's really important that you're doing, you're going to do whatever you can for the betterment of the partner and for that, that video. Um, and, and that, and you're really on that campaign. Jared might cut this piece out, but if you had to think of a area where you went creative and it didn't work out, can you think of an example in your head? Mm-hmm. Ooh, can you tell us that? I think of the the, the latest um, Queens Alvon piece that we did. We really didn't have much of a creative vision going into a lot of our pre production meetings with with the Queens folks, and I remember it bothering me that we didn't have an idea for it. And we were going to be taking advantage of the location of the interview, which is going to be on a stage um, in, I, I don't know what building that was, but it was there. She, they were going to be on stage and there was going to be an empty audience and we were going to be able to use house lights. And I was like, how can we utilize that space in a creative way to help this story? And, I remember thinking about that on the plane. I think you and I, Jared, were coming back from somewhere, probably mm-hmm. DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> likely. I mean, it's our second home. <laughs> yeah. And I remember getting off the plane, being excited about an idea where we were going to have him watching a video of the Congo and have him reciting some lines that were, that we thought at the time were impactful and that spoke to, you know, a launching point for this story or his story to be, be told. And we didn't communicate that, or I didn't communicate that very well to the folks over at Queens and we produced it, we shot it and we sent it to them and (laughs) they were like, I think it's neat. <laughs> that's that's never a good response. That it's neat. First of all, we appreciate the creative uh, touch that you added to it, but can we just cut all that out? And it ended up getting all cut. And uh, yeah, it felt bad, but I totally understood. We didn't we didn't line that up, or I didn't line that up the way it should have been lined up. And they gave a lot of trust to us in, in, in that. And I think that that's where we kind of missed the boat in that communication. And I don't do that just to dwell on the negative stuff. I think that we learn from those uh, those instances too. And and I think people out there, you know, it's not all lollipops and cupcakes. It's, you know, there are mistakes that happen. and But we figure it out and we make it right. Uh, and that's and that's what's good about it. I mean, you still ended up with a finished product that worked and and got the the message across. But uh, but sometimes when we go that creative route, it can sometimes backfire. <laughs> that made me think. Uh, you know how much success then we we talk about sometimes it it doesn't work, but then we're able to to change it up and get it to a place where the piece ends up being great. It just wasn't what our first intention was for it. Uh, but how much 
is success, and this shouldn't sound arrogant, is once you come up with that idea, is actually our partners stepping back and really just getting out of the way and letting us execute. And that's not just for us. I think that's for you know finding a, a good partnership overall because in most scenarios, depending on who you're working with, you have to put trust in, in the agency that you're hiring to do the creative and the execution. And I think things can get kind of tough when you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen and you're trying to push forth a creative idea. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think that um, there is a, a moment of trust that has to occur in order for something to become successful. And that point sometimes happens later in the production, sometimes happens earlier in the production, uh, and it all depends on people and how things mesh. And But at some point, there will be a point that you have to be like, all right, trust me. I'm going to, I'm going to get this for you. And, um, and once you get that and then you hit it out of the park, there is then this in built in, uh, relationship that you can then keep pushing on. And I think, yeah, I think that that is a real important piece of the puzzle. Anytime you're working with an agency that, you know, you have the tendency, you've maybe been the marketing department and been the voice of this. It's similar to how I deal with the idea that, you know, I've been doing all the sales for our company and now Davis has come on board and he's doing a lot of the sales for our company. And it's hard for me to see someone else saying the voice of our company, but he's doing a great job of it. And it took some getting used to. Well, I think for some marketing directors, that's sometimes a feeling too, is that this is my baby, this brand is my baby, and I need to be able to let it go a little bit to grow up. And that's, and that's sometimes that relationship that you have to sort of figure out. But I think what's also interesting to add to that, we've found it more times than not. The, the marketing directors and the others in, in marketing positions have come to us and said, hey, I, I've got this basic idea in my head. Go make it happen. Uh, that just happened recently for us again. You know, a, a friend of ours, we went back for another project with him and, and he brought this idea and he's a big brand guy and he essentially said, come up with a couple ideas. We, we, we pitched them on one that they liked and we went and executed it. And I think that's uh, just a testament to, to some of the work we've done in the past. And again, you can't replicate... Uh, experience if you don't have it but we've we've gone there and, and we've executed some things well and you guys did that in five days which was pretty insane mm-hmm. to think about how many moving parts uh were involved uh and no don't take that that we could do everything in five days everybody but uh it's not a it's not a standard <laughs> but it was uh it was pretty impressive because i i to be honest was out of that loop uh saw the beginning of it and then saw the end of it and that happened in a week, but um, but yeah, it's pretty impressive with what you guys were able to pull together. You know what's on the on the flip side is that it's really scary on the production side when you have that freedom to go be creative because you'll see folks in the office raising eyebrows and going, "Ah, oh. folks is in Tim." <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I've, I've gotten used to it as well. I, nice I still get, said folks, I though. still get good. scared, but the same sort of trust that the partners need to have of us, I have of Dave and the rest of the production team now. But you know, you do get nervous because that's yeah. what we talked about. It's a cross between being nervous and excited when you're trying to do something new. Exactly. I mean, like for that particular project, we had to do storyboards first, and 
it's you don't know whether they're gonna love your effort with the storyboards, whether that <laughs> speaks to anything. And and what's scary is is them saying that's terrible. The clock's ticking on when that production day is, and we've got to go back and we have to be creative again to make something else happen. Um, and that didn't happen on this one. So. No, it didn't. Um, but it, it, but it's happened before. Sure. Um, and and that's really scary to earn to try to get the trust and let other people see your vision within the office so they can endorse it. Uh, and then build off of that idea. And so that it, I think the creative stuff is really important, obviously with the partner communicating that, but it also, we have to corral all of our production and creative minds in the office to get them on board. So they're passionate about the project too. They're infusing it with their own ideas. And then we're producing a great piece that we can hopefully translates well for the partner. I'll fully admit that I am a helicopter parent at times. <laughs> and I come swooping in to ruin Dave's day. And like, I'll literally make one comment and I'll just see his face just go really sour. Like, he's like, <laughs> it does happen, but I'm trying to be better about it. So, uh, so hopefully that won't happen as much. Well, at least you recognize that. that that's an important step. That's the first step. In recovering. <laughs> What I was going to mention, because you you talked about storyboards and preparation, and once you get into the field, though, sometimes there are are elements that you couldn't really prepare for, and you do have to maneuver a little bit different in some scenarios. Yeah, we try to get as close to the storyboard as possible, because that's what you've sold the the partner on, that that particular vision. So... um, Usually, if there is going to be a change or we're deviating from that in some way, we try to make sure that we're communicating that right there, you know, with the partner just kind of say, hey, look, this is not going to look exactly or appear exactly like what we had originally planned. Are you good with that? And we'll usually have just a creative meeting right there on site to try to figure that out. And usually they're really quick and they trust us going back to what we were talking about earlier about having a partner that trusts us in the creative process. And if they do trust us, then we just move forward and go right for the, the finished product there. So, Tim, any helicopter parent final thoughts <laughs> before we close this one up? I mean, I don't have, I have huge thoughts on it. I mean, I think that the creative side is a catch-22. Um, it is an area where you want to push the envelope more times than not, but you have to be careful not to push it too far. And I think Dave and the team do a good job of sort of balancing that. Um, and so as you guys out there are listening and thinking about getting a video agency partner, spherical or not, uh, make sure that you're on the same page when you're going into a project. Because I think you could have somebody that's really getting um, really, really creative. And then you can have somebody that's totally dull and going back to the cookie cutter usual thing that you would see from any other video side. So always think about that balance and, and where you fall on it before you go into those conversations. It's starting to rain outside, so that's what you're probably hearing, everybody. <laughs> so we'll wrap it up right there. We appreciate you joining us on this latest episode of The Hive Life. We want to remind you to be creative and try something new. You've been listening to The Hive Life, brought to you by Spiracle Media. Always remember, you can visit spiraclebuzz.com or follow us at Spiracle Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Hive Life.